Welcome back to the Life Change Podcast. Uh, today, Dr. Doctor Bo, Dr. Blue. I'm back. Yeah, he's back. I've been on vacation. Yeah, I've been gone for a while. Yeah, how was vacation? Oh, I think everyone, we need a vacation every other week. What do you think about that? Well, who's going to pay the bills? That's true. It just, it refreshes you. It changes your outlook. Uh, I think in our stressful day-to-day life, uh, we don't stop enough and just enjoy. Enjoy family build relationships, be outside. So, um, vacation was good. Okay. You can lean back from the microphone a little bit. I'm having trouble balancing your, your, your volume there. You always tell me I'm too quiet. Well, I turned you up and now you're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize for anybody that, uh, just got their ears blown out. <laughs> All right. Is so this, yeah, is this good? Yeah, that's good. Uh, so our, our purpose of today is to talk about our overall kind of nutritional philosophy, um, not get into the details, just kind of overarching theme. And this kind of plays off of the, um, the protein supplementation conversation we've been having for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but before we go there, let's talk a little bit more about the vacation, because I think that's a part that's, that's missed in our health and wellness journey, the, the mental mental component. So, you know, how, what's your, when you go on vacation, I mean, I know, I know you're kind of routine on vacation. Uh, it's a uh, breakfast in the room. It's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, lots of relaxation. You're not the guy that's got like activity planned all day. Yeah. So kind of give me your philosophy. Yeah. I think, um, even to back up a little bit, I, I've just noticed, I've been talking to my wife about this, um, and other physicians, I think coming out of COVID, there's just, enormous amount of stress on all of us. Um, and maybe that's just the medical world. I think that's just the world in general. And, uh, I talked to two physicians yesterday. They're just burned out. They're burned out. And, uh, I think we may try to maintain a pace that's just grueling. And, uh, so vacation, I've been trying to focus on mental health. Um, I've just realized in my own self that, um, I don't handle stress like I used to. It's harder on me. I think because I'm getting older, uh, that's what I'm attributing it to. And so um, I've been trying to recharge. And so vacation to me and my family, um, it we are, once we get to a place, we don't leave. Uh, we get up, we do, we sleep in, which is a novel to me. I mean, that's like 630 to me. Okay. Uh, Man, yeah. lazy. <laughs> Otherwise, it's five. Um and so we always do breakfast in the room and, uh, then we uh, literally, we don't head to, we went to the beach, um, and we had head there about 11 o'clock. We stay on the beach till five and literally get in the ocean every now and then. Um, it is nothing but taking it all in. Yeah. And then come back mentally charged, ready to roll dinner at night. Um, Again, just playing with kids, that's something I, I wish I did more of. And so yeah, that's what but, I did. Yeah, you know, I've had conversations like this. You only get so many years of having them at your disposal. I don't know if that's a good word, but yeah, immediately available, right? <laughs> they have your attention. Yeah, yeah. And they want to talk to you and they yeah. want to hang out with you. So maximizing those years, uh, not getting to an age and looking back and saying, I wish I'd have done more of that. Yeah. Um, so that's good. All right. Now that we segued over over to that let's uh 
nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, this, the, the 20,000 foot view that I wanted to, to really kind of get across is you have to look at food as the, I don't know, the, the fuel source, uh, the, uh, well, I think, I think I, I'm gonna back up. I think most people look at food as either enjoyment or fuel source, right? I need energy. So I eat. Um, and it's, I think it's a big problem with the modern approach to, to weight loss and health and wellness is, you know, just looking at that calorie content, or if you're not looking at the calorie content, the protein content or the carbohydrate content. And I think people get so, you know, dogmatic about that, or they get so focused on that, they forget the real purpose of nutrition, the real purpose of food. So what, what would be your kind of, Oh, this is so I, I, I was excited about the podcast today. Cause I think there's a lot to say on this. Um, unfortunately I think I'm going to confuse a lot of people. I'm already confused. Yeah. Uh, because I, I will say this, what I, how I viewed nutrition and my philosophy 10 years ago to what it was five years ago to what it is today is changing. And I don't think we need to get locked into one philosophy. And I think hopefully today we can kind of lay down some basics. Um, And I think this is where the diets out there have led us all astray. Um, We're always on the low carb. We're on the keto. We're on the low fat. And the problem is, is none of those work. Um, and so I think we have to have, we have to see food differently. It's not a diet. And I hope today that's where we'll get into it. I want to get in the weeds and, uh, change in the way that we see food. Um, and so you want me to go into mine? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So here's, I think the, the big view right now is this, I think everyone's so unique. Okay. I can't tell one of my patients, this is what is going to work for you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you some basics that I feel like all of us can apply, but everybody's genetics um, is different. Uh, everyone's epigenetics, and we'll talk more about that, is different. And so what my overarching theme in my life is this. Number one, um, I think food is medicine. You hear that as a cliche. But if you're eating whole food, real food, well-grown without a bunch of junk in it, um, not processed, not fast food, really good food, that it, it gives you life, okay? It speaks to your genetics and your epigenetics in your body, meaning that it turns on the ability to reverse diseases. It slows down aging. It helps you feel good. Uh, It's not a drug, okay? I think a lot of our processed food's a drug. It's a healing mechanism for our body. And so um, that's how I see food to me now. And that's a change. Used to, I used to break it down to protein and carbs and fat and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm looking like when I get up in the morning and I cook my egg concoction, which we've talked about on here, it speaks to me, my body, health, I'm full, I'm satisfied. It has phytonutrients. That's another thing that we're starting to understand. It's, we're understanding there's these chemicals that are in our food, good things. Natural chemicals. Natural chemicals, yeah. yeah. Real um, uh, components to them that, that, that turn on the good things in our genetics. 
and we've never been measuring these and these are just now being understood. And so when we eat things like, like my egg concoction, or I just, you know, got back from Chipotle, um, really wholesome food, um, that you feel good. Okay. Um, so that's my big picture right now. Big picture. Big All picture. Right. And we can jump in the weeds. All right. I'll go with What's my your big picture. Philosophy? Yeah. So I my I think my journey changed when I started thinking about just the, the just the chemistry of the body. Like understanding how complex our bodies are. Uh, I mean, if you look at just like one reaction, let's just say taking, you know, a fuel source, carbohydrate, fat, protein, looking at the mitochondria. And all the things that are needed to convert that to energy. So, I mean, you got like magnesium, you got this, you got that. There's, you got to have plenty of oxygen available. And I just really started scratching my head. Like, what does a calorie have to do with that? Right. It's more about uh, maintaining the machinery and understanding what the machinery needs. Uh, you, you look at, everybody talks about vitamins. You got, you know, the B12s and the B6s and the B1s and magnesium and folate and, I mean, there's a laundry list of things that your body needs to to function appropriately, right? So it's like, you know, do you drive your car and never change the oil? No, you got to change the oil. I mean, I, I did that once in my youth. It didn't work out well. Start smoking. Yeah, yeah. And then your dad <laughs> asked you, have you changed the oil? Um, but, you know, once you start thinking about what my body needs, right? And that I know that's a really complex thing to talk about because most of us don't know that. Uh, I mean – I'm very educated in all this stuff and I don't know exactly the things, but I, I know if I can craft my diet to address those needs, the, the body's going to, it's going to do more of what I want, mm -hmm. which is stay healthy, stay fit, stay active, stay mobile. Um, and so when I look at food now, it's, a, you know, divorcing your, the, the, the idea that that food, a hundred percent, 100, it has to be the best thing I can get my hands on taste wise. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you've seen me eat friggin' packaged sardines and mackerel and I mean, nobody really wants to eat with you when you eat those things, no, but they stink. They stink pretty good. I'm um, not a seafood pen though. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, when I look at that, I'm like, that is a complete nutrition source. Yeah. I mean, they're the, the minerals, the vitamins, the fat source, the protein source. I mean, that, that to me, that's like, it's, I mean, I don't eat that every day, but if I get caught in a pinch and I need a whole, whole food source, I mean, that's an easy one. Um, but looking at food more of as what my body needs, uh, versus what I want to eat. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, that's the big change. Like uh, if you could, if you could drive home one statement in the health and wellness journey and a weight loss surgery journey is, is changing your perception of food of, from what I think tastes great and I'm going to love to what is my body going to love. Right. So I, I was just, as you're thinking about that, this is what I picture a lot of our patients, because we hear this every day, just the picture that you just mentioned of you and your family. And let's take the typical American family right now. They're going to baseball games right now, okay, from five o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. They're in the car, they're lots of pressure, kids are yelling, and all that they do is they pull into a fast food restaurant. That is where mm -hmm. the most of the meals are obtained throughout the week. And it's not, you're not, they're not thinking like you're thinking. 
they're thinking like, what's okay, well, kids, what do you want? Well, kids aren't going to make a good choice. We're going to pull into Arby's. We're going to go to McDonald's. We're going to cruise in. And it's nothing but food that meets a certain need immediately for calories and for whatever, but it's not meeting the true needs of what your body wants. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm not, I'm not denying that you know, you get, people get forced into making bad decisions sometimes, just like you said, you know, all night softball, baseball, soccer tournaments, you know, we're caught in a pinch. We need a fuel source, mm -hmm. right? So I need to refuel. I need calories. Uh, but when you only think of it in those terms and you ignore the, the stuff that would typically come into a diet, if you were making good choices, that's where people get in trouble. Yeah. Right. And, you, there's no, there's no way of healthy living that, that, uh, that would support making those decisions day in, day out, you know, bad decisions. You're going to, you're going to eat hamburgers sometime. It, and, and, you know, we don't want to paint the picture of a hundred percent all the time eating the best choice. I mean, you're, you're gonna, it's going to happen. It happens in my life, happens in your life. Um, so we don't want people bogged down in the minutia of every single choice because that's that creates more stress than it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, but just understanding on a day in day out basis, am I making decisions to support what my body needs? And then if I do get stuck in that bad situation where I got to pull into McDonald's, it's not that detrimental. But every day like that, that's going to tear you down. I think it's and it's a it's a personal culture and it's a family culture and it's learning, like you said switching the mindset of, Hey, we're going to eat as a family for health. And as an individual, I'm going to eat for health. And I think that that's where, um, for patients out there want to really, um, change their life. You have to change the culture. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, are you going to make mistakes along the way? Just like you and I were talking about, we, we do. And I realize when I go and eat a fast food restaurant, and um, afterwards, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I realize when I'm giving my body good nutrition versus what I'm eating right now, mm -hmm. it, it's two opposites. And my body tells me. So what's the like one of the just thinking along those lines, like a big complaint, that, you know, when you're you're talking to people that have weight to lose, like I have no energy. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that to people. So what has happened is at a mitochondrial level. So our cells have these powerhouses that generate energy called mitochondria. They, they take the, 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 mic, the macronutrients, the carbohydrates, the protein, fat, and they turn it into ATP. Correct. Which there, there's no calorie conversation there. It's a, how many ADP can be converted to ATP. When we're eating the processed, highly processed food that typicals, that's typical in our culture, uh, it causes so much inflammation and detriment to our mitochondria that they can't burn it for fuel. It's kind of trapped in our cells, and therefore we just accumulate all this this fat that it can't that can't be burned. And we're seeing this, and we kind of started the podcast, or we talked about this before the podcast, but we have been uh, doing um, a test called uh, CMET. Um, um, Frontera does it in our office, and it checks your VO2 max. That basically looks at how healthy our mitochondria can extract oxygen and generate energy. And we're seeing this in our patients. It's very low. And 
when we're eating that food, it, our body can't generate energy. Therefore, we're tired all the time. So I hear this all the time from my patients. I am tired. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get off the couch. And it's what you're eating is not giving your mitochondria what it needs to burn energy. And so you got to change what you're eating to whole food, to give it, to heal all that that's broken where your body can start generating energy. So you got to give the baseline nutrients to restore the mitochondrial activity, be Correct. able to produce energy, be able to burn, you know, th and this is where, you know, medicine has, I think has failed us and let us down. Cause if that person who's got 150 pounds to lose has no energy, they go to the doctor and the doctor just says, well, you're lazy, right? Like no conversation on, Hey, what, what is causing this fatigue? What is causing this, uh, your lack of energy? Because if you, if you look at somebody and they got, you know, 8,500 pounds of fat on their body, one would think that's a ton of stored up energy. Yeah. Like there should be no lack of fuel source, right? So the problem is I can't convert that, that fuel source. I can't access that energy that I've stored up on my body. That's, that's what fat is, right? And I think, I think uh, doctors across America just don't know this stuff. I mean, this has just been you and I own our own personal journey on reading about this stuff. So I, I, I think they just don't know how to have this conversation because they don't know it. And then another thing that kind of came to mind is um, all of us are living off of when we're tired like this and our body's broken, we live off energy drinks. Oh, yeah. We live off coffee kind of all the time. I mean, that's why Starbucks is so popular and all these Rockstar and uh, Red Bulls and all that because we're trying to make up what's broken in our body. And then the flip side is once you're ingrained in, a un, in an unhealthy food relationship, like I'm picking food because it's quick, I'm picking food because it tastes great, I'm picking food because it's easy, it's hard to break that. I mean, that was, you and I struggle with that. I mean, we would work so hard and we would order Jimmy John's for the whole clinic. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So our morning, our morning would be tremendously robust. We'd be very busy getting things done. Jimmy John's and that two thirty, the whole clinic came to a screeching halt. They're Nobody had in, any energy. They were in a glucose coma. Yeah. 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 That was our, that was how we kept the staff going. Eventually we're like, that's probably not a great idea. Yeah. And that just goes to show how, I mean, this, again, this is our own, our own journey of trying to teach patients. It's the information out there is really hard and it's taken us a long time to sort through it. Um, I was going to mention something to you. So, you know, you you sent a new study to me this week that, oh, the, that was done at Harvard. Dopamine, yeah. yeah, brain. I've been thinking about that. So there was a study recently. Um, it actually came out. Of, it was published on CNN, but it's out of Harvard. And I won't go into the details, but the big picture was they took normal weight patients and patients who are or obese, and they essentially put a feeding tube in their stomachs, and they fed them through that feeding tube without them eating. And they measured the brain activity of each individual with an MRI, particularly uh, the part of the brain that was, that drives you to want to go eat and look for stuff and kind of the reward system. And the conclusion of the study is very interesting. Uh, those that were not overweight, when they were fed their body, basically that, that reward area of the brain went to baseline. It, they weren't hungry. They it met the needs of their body. Their, their brain activity slowed down. 
Whereas in the uh, patients who are obese, it didn't. They were still hungry. They were still wanting to go look for food, even though they had just been given a very high calorie, high fat, high protein meal. And what that kind of spoke to me was there something about our food changes our brain where we're constantly hungry. And, and, and my takeaway from that is I think it's our processed food culture that causes so much inflammation. It's not meeting the true needs of our body. Like you said, building all these, the cellular, cellular machinery that it needs. Therefore we're constantly looking for more food to get those basic things. And I think the way to help heal our bodies is getting back to whole food given it what it needs. But one thing I'm realizing is it, it takes time to heal that. It doesn't happen overnight. And that was the problem with that study. That was a very short-term study. Like yeah. I think the, so if, if you're eating in a manner where your body has appropriate minerals, polyphenols, protein, you know, every, it's getting everything. I think managing your hunger becomes very easy. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if you had asked me six years ago to do a 24 hour fast or, you know, a three day fast, there's no way I could have done it. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I can, I can do those things pretty easily. I can control my hunger. I can control my desires. I think when you're in a undernourished, cause we've talked about overfed and undernourished. So if you're in an overfed, but undernourished environment, no matter what you throw at it, there are still deficiencies in your body's way of dealing with those deficiencies is to jack with your hormones. Yeah, drive hunger. So I think in the, the, what this study kind of highlighted to me was you may be, because we hear this from our patients too, like I, 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 I'm constantly hungry. Yeah. I don't ever feel full. Well, it's because all those hormones that would normally make you feel that way are, are, are jacked up. Mm-hmm. And that comes from years of eating junk yeah yeah nutrient deplete food processed food so you know i mean it's there's no wonder like hey yeah i did i did keto for for six weeks or i did uh a high protein for six weeks and i didn't see i didn't see any results Mm -hmm. or i I saw some results but i couldn't i couldn't keep doing it because because you're still not giving those baseline nutrients Mm -hmm. um you're not eating a whole source of, of food. What I mean by whole source, it's got other things in it than just protein or other things in it, you know, that, that kind of fully explaining my, my pseudo rant on pre-made protein shakes is, yeah, you get some protein and they, and they, on the back of the bottle, they throw a bunch of uh, vitamins in there too, mm-hmm. to make it look a little more fancy, but none of that stuff's natural. No. You know, there's lots of manufactured vitamins that, the, the preservatives, the anti-clumping agents, all that other stuff that's in there that even though you're getting 100% of your vitamin D in that shake uh, for the day, you're not absorbing it. You're not, even if you absorb it, you can't incorporate it, can't be used correctly. It was, it's a, it's a manufactured source. That got too deep. Where was no, I like that. I like that. I think um, it goes back to, um, I think, uh, God and, and, and the way that things are made as whole foods we process it so much better than man can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, getting back to, again, whole foods, real foods. And I think I mentioned this to you before. Uh, it took me a year to reverse my metabolic issues. And so for a patient that comes in that's 100 pounds overweight, their body is metabolically broken. And it's going to take a year or longer to reverse that. And so I think you got to change your mindset on um, – Things aren't going to just happen overnight. Yeah. And I, I kind of explain 
I think I've said this on the podcast, so people may be tired of hearing it, but you know, your, your body can be in one of two states. It can be in, I've got all my nutrients. I've got all my vitamins. I've got all my micro macronutrients. I'm getting everything. I, my body's comfortable. It is okay with letting fat go. It's, it's, it's in a burn state, right? Or the other option is uh, my body feels stressed. Uh, uh, it senses starvation. It's in storage mode and all that's kind of, uh, 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 manipulated by insulin sensitivities. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most people that are, you know, 150, 100, 150, or if you have, if you have any weight to lose your body's in a, in a, in a stress standpoint, your insulin levels are high, you're in storage, right. And the typical way to attack this is to take things away, right. I'm going to eat less. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, it's, I'm going to count calories. I'm going to eat only protein and your, your body, once again, senses stress, it senses starvation. So it never leaves stress mode. It mm -hmm. never leaves storage mode. So mm -hmm. any weight you may lose in that effort, you're probably going to gain back. So the, the true way to, 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 to remedy this problem is to look at the nutrient source, yeah. to, to fix the mitochondrial issues, to, to fix the inflammation issues, to, to, to fix anything that is putting your body in the stress, you know, storage survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, I'm totally pulling this out of the air, but my opinion is you can only be in one of two. Mm -hmm. Like there's no kind of midway. My body's kind of stressed, but I'm managing it. It's like, it's either there, or it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if you're well in tune, you can flip in and out of those pretty quickly. You know, I'm, you know, it, tough day in the OR yesterday. I'm pretty sure you were in stress mode. Right. Sure. Um, and you know, yes. that happens, but if you're metabolically flexible, if you're metabolically in tune, all your all your hormones are in a good spot, you can easily get back into that. But most of us are not there. We're stuck in that stress response, that storage uh, response. And anyways, I think we're getting pretty deep here. But the, the point being, I want to I tell you what solved my uh, stress response yesterday. My youngest daughter, Ella, came in and I had a bad headache. She said, Hey, can I give you a skin treatment slash facial massage. I said, heck yeah. <laughs> so I've got her now weekly scheduled to do these. These are, it's, it's amazing. So that's, that's that, uh, yeah. that's how I'm doing with stress now. So, so frequent vacations, <laughs> fre frequent facials by your, by your kids. I, I see your cutest thing ever. Here. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked about our kind of uh, philosophy on nutrition, which I know that was very high level. That wasn't like, how much protein a day are you getting? What are your fat levels? What are your carbohydrate levels? What are you supplementing? I mean, that's a, a much deeper conversation. But if you never arrive at at understanding what your body needs, there's no need to go get into that that vitamin supplementation, um, really dialing in my macro and 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 micro and macro nutrients. First step is recognizing you know, d trying to differentiate what my body needs versus what I, what I want. Right. Is that a good way of thinking about it? Yeah. I think changing your view of food from, uh, food as medicine, food can heal you to from just, Hey, I'm just going to eat whatever's convenient, fast, easy for my family. Yeah. You got to get rid of that. Yeah. So it, what about, you know, I, Hey, I'm not, uh, I'm not eating McDonald's anymore, but that premier protein shake, you <laughs> know, I think that can be a transition, okay? But the ultimate is 
you need to get back to whole foods, real foods. And, and so I, I think that's the thing in our clinic, I struggle a little bit when we do surgery, we have to go through this pre and post-op diet. There's, we have vetted as much as we can. There is nothing perfect out there. So we got to do some transition with some of these shakes and things like that. But ultimately we want you back on real whole food. That is the, the, the end all be all we're looking for. Okay. Agree. I agree. Um, hard to do. Uh, we're not denying that it was, it was hard for me, hard for you. Um, and we don't want anybody listening to this podcast to go, well, these they're up in the white castle casting down on us. No, that's not it. We know, we know where people have been. I've, I've been there myself. Um, and you know, r- just kind of give a testimony as to what changed for me and what worked. And I know you go to Google right now and type in weight loss diets. I mean, there's going to be what, how many zero how many o's in the google right there's gonna be a lot of them right on somebody telling you what's the right way to eat and the commonality between all the successful ones are getting you back to nutrient dense appropriately grown whole foods the the commonality and the failures are going to be meal replacements and protein shakes and gimmicky things and blasting you with vitamins and and I'm not, I'm not saying, but I mean, I supplement a lot of vitamins and, and, and nutrients and, uh, and minerals that, that, but that's because I recognize what's not in our food anymore. I'm not taking it. So I don't have to get it through my food, mm-hmm. right? I'm still trying to get it through my food. I just know food doesn't have even, even healthy food these days doesn't always have appropriate omega threes or appropriate magnesium or appropriate, you know, B12 or, or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, baseline, if you want to get healthy, if you want to age well, if you want to keep weight off, it's not just counting protein. It's not just counting carbohydrates. It's not just counting calories. It's not about just eating less. It's about making sure that you're giving everything your body needs and tweaking from there. And I think we'll need to do a follow-up podcast of diving more deep into every time we mention this protein. Uh, Mindy fat, goes back and writes down all the uh, we're gonna what do vitamins yeah. we take because uh, a lot of patients are probably like, well, well, y- "Y'all left us there." So, yeah, and I we'll think that. that's a that's that's a I mean that's a much deeper individualized conversation. Yeah. There's no like, I mean, there's plenty of podcasts out there that'll tell you take this, take this, take there's this, no take this. But you know, baseline, do. you do you even know you're deficient in some of that stuff? Yep. Right. I mean, you got to get some blood checked. You've got to sit one-on-one with somebody and get into that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't perfect it until I sat down with about four different people. I didn't believe the first two or three. Um, and, and then even then, like I know which things I'm deficient in or I'm prone to be deficient in. I know which things I'm getting in my diet, which things I'm not. Uh, it's still a challenge to take those things day mm-hmm. in and day out. Right. And cooking at home and making that a priority and buying high quality foods. And this is a commitment that you have to do every day and it's not easy. It's not cheap. It's not fast, Yeah, but it's worth it. It's funny. Shelby and I were talking the other day about walking into somebody's kitchen and I can tell you if they're without seeing who it is, I can walk into somebody's kitchen and and pull a few drawers out and I can determine whether they're probably a healthy human or not. (laughs) So what are, what are the big things you, I, cause I, I have like a top three, like if I don't see these things, there's no way you're eating healthy. Oh, my favorite is. I'm not talking about the food. I'm not talking about opening the refrigerator. I'm not talking about opening the pantry. Like, like in the utensils, nuts and bolts of the kitchen. Oh man. I, I haven't thought of it that way. I always 
I always check out things at the grocery store. Oh no! So here, if you don't, baskets. if you don't have about five or six cutting boards, you're not eating healthy. I agree. You, Dude, you do we have, have to like, cut a lot of we things. We have three or four dirty with every meal. Yeah. Um, mixing bowls. If you don't have like five or six different mixing bowls, yeah. if you only have one and it looks pristine, it's not all scratched up. You ain't eating healthy. <laughs> and then quality knives. Yeah. Like just a, a knife collection that's got, you know, vegetable rock knife, you know, meat cutting knife, a peeling knife. Like if you don't have those three things, but to me, that's the three things that look like. If you got those three things, you can, you wow. can eat pretty healthy. And then there's a fourth in our house because we have a French oven came with the house. I didn't go seek out a French oven, but all there, you can't, you can't fit, fit a regular baking sheet in there. You have to have the, special ones, the small ones. And we have about 500 of them. And it's because we're always baking or uh, roasting vegetables. I mean, we're probably wash we're washing two to three baking sheets uh, a night with with each meal. Whether that's because you got broccoli on there, you probably prep some meat on there, or fish, and so those are the those are the things I look and I'm like, if you don't have these, there's no way that you're eating healthy. Do you have those? That's awesome. We have every bit of those. Yeah, yeah. my knives they're so dull now. So I need to get you a knife sharpener. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. That's how I know if I walk into a house, if there's a true Father's man in the house or not. <laughs> or the knives sharp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was, that, d- disregard that comment. That that probably didn't play well. But sharpen your knives, man. People get injured with dull knives. It's true. It's not sharp knives that get you because you know they're sharp. It's uh, the dull ones that are accidentally sharp every once in a while. What yeah. else? What else? I, I think know. we're rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... I don't know. I think I think we've covered it all. I think we've covered what we wanted to get across. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Go forth and conquer. Have a great week, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.